Yo, what's up, everybody? So, as longtime listeners of the show、uh, can probably discern, anytime you hear my voice solo coming in at the top of the episode and giving you something other than the traditional weekly introduction, it's usually because I'm bearing bad news of some sort. And unfortunately, that is what I got to do this week.、Uh, so, we've come up against the sort of.、Uh, Personal tragedy that is just kind of inevitable. If you live long enough,、uh, you repeatedly run up against those sorts of things. And、uh, Nate's going through some shit right now.、Uh, I'll keep it vague in order to respect his privacy. But yeah, I can't reasonably give you a time frame that we will return back to normal programming. I don't expect it to be、uh, unbelievably long or anything like that. In the interim, though, I still wanted to give you guys something because people listen to this show every week.、Uh, as strange as it is, it's become a thing that some people have reached out to me and told me that they look forward to on a weekly basis.、Uh, so, that being said, Nate and I have accrued, like, at this point, over a hundred hours or so. Of Patreon material. We have one more Patreon episode coming down the pipe here very quickly. I'm gonna get it uploaded in the next few days before January ends. So, in the interim, I'm still gonna stick with a weekly upload format and I'm just gonna pull from the Patreon vaults.、Uh, we do very different content on there. We still talk about punk and hardcore and metal,、uh, but we don't focus on new music. We do a lot of retrospectives and things like that. This week, I decided to pull out one of the two so far that we've done Bizarro Core episodes where we go on Lamb Goat and shit like that and、uh, just listen to the music. You'll get more of a description once the episode kicks in. So, I am sorry to have to break away from the traditional weekly format, but it is a good, it's, it's for a good reason. It fucking sucks.、Uh, beyond that, I guess I'll just plug stuff. Seems kind of crass in a moment like this to do it, but you gotta kind of. You know, business as usual. Shit, shit keeps on rolling whether or not you're,、uh, you're in the mood to hang with it or not. So, let me just tell you you may or may not know, Nate and I run a cassette label that is associated with the Patreon that we do for this show. Much, huge thank you to everybody who donates to the Patreon account. You enable us to put somebody else's money where our mouths are and release music that we believe in and feel good about. And on that note, we just did a release for a new local death metal band consisting of young kids doing what to our ears is very, very capable death metal stuff. I imagine it's going to get a lot bigger than it is right now, very quickly.、Uh, it's Feticide.、Um, they have an EP, a four song EP that just came out in November called Nurtured by Hate. And、um, we,、uh, as soon as I heard it, I was like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta put this out. There's like actually local Fort Wayne bands worth documenting. I feel some sort of responsibility to do that, being in the position that we're in. And、uh, tapes got in to us way earlier than I expected. I didn't think I'd have these in hand until like mid February, but they've come. A few of you have already ordered them because I posted about it on the internet. But if you don't follow、uh, me or us on social media, you may not know about that. And、uh, this is going to be my only opportunity to plug it to you for a little bit. So、uh, if you want to go to our Big Cartel, I think it is Big Cartemolisten. Dot bigcartel.com. I don't fucking know. I'm not looking at it right now. 
if you uh, I'm a really bad salesman if you if you couldn't gather if you go to Google and just you know type in demo listen big cartel you'll find it on there um, the tapes are six bucks instead of the five that we had previously been selling stuff for just because costs have gone up a little bit and at six bucks we still have to sell every copy that we don't give to patreon subscribers or the band um, just to break even our uh, on our investment which is the only thing that we're really trying to do we have no intention to make money off of other people's hard Hard work um, so yeah thank you to everybody who subscribes thanks you thank you to everybody who uh, has already purchased or plans to purchase a tape beyond that I will check in with you next week maybe the week after when I get a better idea of you know when we're gonna return to a normal schedule and uh, start doing the damn thing again until then I might give you some preambles about the patreon episodes I might check in to give you updates on new tape releases uh, we are doing the first rascal release which you may or may not be familiar with that band uh, they're out of Philly and they just dropped a new EP that is really good we were originally gonna do that but there were some communication mix-ups so now we're gonna do the thing that we actually initially reached out to him about last year which is their first EP uh, Heights of Despair and I think we should be getting that to press sometime in the next like week week and a half and if the turnaround time on that is uh, anything like it was for the feticide cassette probably have those in hand like before the end of February so look out for those I'll post updates about that stuff on the internet uh, when we get them and I'll talk about it on the show all that shit Thank you guys for bearing with us. Thank you to everybody who tunes in every week. Sorry for the long preamble. I'm sure even after this, there's going to be things that I wanted to mention but forgot to. But again, thank you to everybody who tunes in. Thank you for your patience. Hope that you decide to hang with us in the intervening weeks before we can get back to normal and business as usual. And uh, yeah, I'll see see you when I see you. Yo, what's up? Welcome to another Patreon-exclusive episode of Demo Listen. You already know the drill, um, but this time around, we're uh, we're doing a new format. We're doing a format that um, is very loose in nature. Nate and I just kind of organically had the idea after we were recording last week's episode, and we were just casually browsing websites that neither of us actually go to for any sort of uh, news or updates on subculture, and we were kind of perplexedly looking at um, names of bands and shit and just going, holy shit, I don't know any of these bands. It's like they exist in a bizarro universe that is parallel to our interests, but nonetheless uh, entirely distinct from them. And so Mm -hmm. Nate had the idea that we just kind of go through um, sites like Lamb Goat and Metal Injection and Idiotech and shit. and Idiot EQ. Yeah, Idiot EQ. (laughs) And... um, just listen to stuff on there that we have never heard of or that we are at best passingly familiar with and just see what this is all about. Because Nate, as you were pointing out before we started recording, um, by all measures, I think a lot of this stuff is um, considerably more popular than the the shit that we actually listen to, even though to us, like a lot of the shit that we see on here rings as, as false and it's um, perplexing to us how it could even exist. In in all actuality, this is the shit that's probably you know selling out mid sized clubs and shit. Whereas the music that we see, even at its upper echelons, it you know can can cap out at a, a few hundred people if you're having a really good night. You know, so yeah, yeah. And and we were talking before we started recording here. You know, I use 
I say the I say the name lamb goat, right? Yeah. And like metal injection with a bit of tongue in cheek, right? Because sure. I, I personally I cannot imagine. I I drop in on lamb goat literally to have a laugh, right? Right. Yeah. Um, I don't actually pay attention to anything that's on the site. Yeah. Um, and that's how this whole idea started because I think we were on. I don't know if it was lamb goat or I don't know which which one of these punk news maybe but there oh, was yeah, a band sure. we listened to last week before recording that you know like i've never fucking heard of this one before in my life let's listen to it the art looks okay and it was actually pretty good like garagey stuff yeah sure and we're like wow this is actually pretty good and so there was this moment where something that i normally just take a look at and mock even conceptually right right because to me, like the idea of having, and I guess it shouldn't be surprising, but like the idea of having an entire business model that is centered around punk news yeah, is weird. For sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's almost as weird as two guys randomly talking about <laughs> shitty bands <laughs> on the internet, right? Yeah, almost. <laughs> but I, I think it's I think it's just the how slick everything is. There's a level of professionalism and there's there's a there's a level of fabrication right. to all of it that just wafts so much as just being like false and bizarre, as being um uh, it, it smells like the mall. It, it, it seems like a hot topic, bizarro universe. Right. And and I think something uh, important that we were talking about before we started recording as well is that, you know, despite how many of them started where, you know, they were more or less um, kind of legitimate publications that, that uh, an adult person would recognize as being at the very least akin to like a classic music magazine that you would pick up and read where there are um, contributors that are passionate about music and there's some degree of like organic discovery and promotion that's taking place here where you have a collection of people that are at the very least ostensibly like interested in subculture and they're all collaborating to make this thing these sites have like a, a wholly different model where I have at least some insight into, into the, the, what goes on behind the curtain here, because I've, I've had more, more dealings with this world than you have at the very least where, you know, a lot of bands now, and these are, you know, a lot of bands, like I, I write up like press releases uh, on like, you know, managers and agents behalfs for bands like this all the time where they really have no business having a manager or a booking agent and they exist at a level where like it would be unthinkable in even 10 years ago for a band of their level to like have any of these sort of third party people in the mix. But now it seems to have become this very standard thing where it's like, Oh, let mm -hmm. me run, let me run the, uh, the ad campaign for your new record. You know, like right. I've had, I've had various people talk about like, you know, I worked with like an actual label on a record that I put out last year. Well, not an actual label, but you know, they're like an independent label and they, they talked about like press and stuff like, Oh, we're going to send it to this website and we're going to try and get these people to cover it. And, and I've dealt with that various times throughout the course of playing music at, at various echelons. And it's always struck me as, just incredibly bizarre. And so a lot of these websites, they basically just get funneled like constant requests for like music video premieres and song premieres from these various like third party PR people that are working on the behalf of these 
many times not even mid-level bands but like straight up small bands so it's a really fucking it's a genuinely bizarre and weird universe you know well and that was one thing that really struck me last week when we because I, I honestly can't remember the name of the band and I, I actually i think i bookmarked it yeah let me check my bookmarks but i i, I couldn't remember the name of the band. can't remember the name of the band at the moment that we did some i did some digging and as far as i could tell this person had only ever been in like one other band yeah Yep, and even that had like just one demo or one EP release or something like that, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What? Why in the world is this showing up on?" Because I'm an idiot. I don't know how this works because it's so foreign to me. Right. This idea of the business of it, right? Sure. And I was like, "Why in the fuck is this showing up on the front page of like, I don't know, like, whatever, you know, Metal Injection? It was Mesh. Oh yeah, Mesh. That stuff was really good, and that stuff was pretty good, right? Yeah." Um, but yeah, it was just surprising because it totally looks, looked and sounded like something that might come, come by us on the show or we might come across organically. Right. And I guess we did in a way, but uh, I don't know. Nothing about this seems organic. Right. Right. For sure. And there, and there are definitely machinations occurring behind the scenes that, that, um, that, that contribute to, to this feeling very plastic and, and prefab. And I also, I think you bringing up the fact that we actually enjoyed one of the bands. I think that we heard, I think it was via uh, punk news is where we maybe heard that mesh band. Um, I think it's worth noting. And you wanted, you, you wanted to make this clear too, that we're going to try and go into this with open minds and open hearts and, and not, and not just be Statler and Waldorf on this shit because yeah, there's a high likelihood that we're going to stumble across some shit that, um, we find incredibly laughable, but on the same token, you know, just a couple of weeks ago by pure happenstance, we clicked on a link on one of these sites and we ended up hearing a band that we thought was sick, you know? Right. So right. Th- it is entirely possible that there's shit represented here. Um, that is actually good. So we're not just going into this uh, with the sole mission of of hating on everything we hear. If if we hear right. some sick shit tonight, I will be pleased as punch. You know, I'll, <laughs> I will, I'll, I'll be happy, right? You know, like yeah. I, I I kind of and, and and you know I know I know what's bullshit just by looking. You know, for instance, dance Gavin dance Memphis May fire volumes and Moon Tooth tour announced. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, 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 for right? sure. Yeah, who gives a shit? I'm not going to click on that because I, I'm pretty sure that that's fucking bullshit, right? <laughs> Top to bottom, it is bullshit. Yes, I can I can right. uh, attest to, to the truth of the, that. Yeah, the Incarceration Music and Tattoo Festival 2022 announced. Who would have ever thought such a ridiculous phrase would ever be uttered? But here it is, and like it's headlined by Corn and Papa Roach, Three Days Grace. Evanescence, Breaking Benjamin, Black Label Society, Disturb, Land of God, See, Lamb of God, Seether. Who gives a fuck, dude? Who would have ever ma- imagined that those bands would eventually become like legacy acts? That's I, crazy. Dude, I know, I know, and it's a three-day fest with like fifty bands. Yeah, man, fifty yeah. or sixty bands. Some of them have names like um, Jelly Roll and. Uh, you know, which if Jelly Roll were presented to me in another venue, yeah, I'm like, all right. You know, if I saw this, <laughs> sure. if I saw this on the right, uh, 
YouTube channel, but like, all right, that sounds all right. I'm, that that seems I'm not writing that off because. But now since I've seen Jelly Roll, my first introduction to the band is on Lamb Goat, and I see that they're playing the Incarceration Music and Tattoo Festival. <laughs> I don't right. ever want to know what they sound like. Yeah, 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 for sure. Right? Uh, yeah. There's no one that was. Oh, Sick Brain, S I I C K Brain. <laughs> okay, I like that. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't give a shit. Right. So I, I don't I don't want to come across I'm already preloaded because I'm getting this information off of what what to me is one of the least genuine and just sort of I guess um uh least least genuine and um false ways to get yeah. <laughs> this sort of information, right? Sure. Is from your flashy um, you know, punk and metal news sites you know right yeah um so i'm already kind of preloaded coming in so i just want to make sure that you know for instance i think the first band that we should listen to is a band called shit narnia yeah for sure just because man what a name right they're from perth mm -hmm. it's a uh, poetic emotive post-hardcore punk okay <laughs> i like that description right poetic dude <laughs> yo Imagine describing anything that you're in as poetic. <laughs> I know. Well, or, or allowing anyone. Right. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like allowing a third person to describe you as poetic, emotive, <laughs> post-hardcore. I just, I, I can't imagine letting go of the reins of like my own personal agency enough right. to allow somebody to represent me. And that's what they would fucking do. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Where, are, where are you? Uh, what website is that on? Is that on Idiotech? Uh, yeah, it's on Idiot EQ. Idiot EQ. I, I love your insistence on calling it. Uh, Why would I call it anything else? That's what I thought it was called. I'd never heard of it before. <laughs> I'm an idiot. And I was like, Oh, Idiot EQ. Cause Idiot EQ Seems yeah. to make sense in terms of punk rock and hardcore, right? Yeah. What the fuck do I know? Uh, I, I've actually had stuff on this website before. Well, there you go. So, um, yeah. So, do you want to get into it? And we can continue to discuss our uh, our sort of feelings and misgivings and everything about this as we work our way through it maybe we'll see a true evolution by the end yeah for sure i mean i'm looking at punk news and there's and there's stuff on here that i that i actually think looks cool like there's a band on here called vertigo uh and they are they're releasing oh, yeah, a yeah, seven yeah, inch. yeah i saw that yeah from they're barcelona? from barcelona and they have a they're releasing a seven inch on triple b so i'm like oh, okay this actually looks yeah. like it might be cool but then right next to it is something called vampire slumber party that looks like the worst shit i've it ever looks seen like life. some of the most low effort shit we've ever seen right right and exactly. they're doing a cover version of torn by <laughs> natalie and Julia. <laughs> i didn't even see that part okay <laughs> all right so, you know, so let's do that let's 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 first listen to shit narnia okay okay yeah 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 and all right. uh i will uh, i'll send you a link okay
All right. Um, so what did we just hear? Flooded World by Shit Narnia from Australia. Yeah, Shit Narnia. So, so the, this, this didn't sound altogether speechless. Well, it's got me a little speechless in the sense that like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm more just trying to reflect on like what we want to do with this episode because here's, here's what my feelings are about this. It sucked, obviously, right? This wasn't good. It was indeed a uh, poetic, emotive post hardcore, but I will say this. I don't this. even know if it was poetic. <laughs> well, it certainly was aiming at being poetic. Um, I'll say this. It's not entirely different than something that might be sent in in earnest to our show. No, I don't think any of these are. And while this was playing, I was thinking, you know, in a lot of ways, this is the weekly show, except you and I are submitting. Right. Yeah, 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 for sure. And, and so that's and that's what kind of what I wanted to get at is like, I kind of want us to like really go outside of the familiar for us. And, okay. and in the same way that we like, because I know we, we are preloaded on a lot of this stuff, <laughs> on a lot of this stuff, but nonetheless, like, I think that we owe it to ourselves and our listeners to like try to, to really, yes. to, to, to dig into what is going on out there in the world. Cause this 100% is just something that could be sent into the show. Whereas the, uh, what I'm seeing here on metal injection, uh, trap metal Kings, uh, trap metal band dropout Kings, uh, who were considered for a Grammy in the best new artist category for, um, for achieving mainstream radio rock success with their Lincoln park leaning single virus. That is out totally outside i got you so you want to go a little bigger than shit narnia yeah i just i there's some stuff on here like that is really beyond the pale and like that to me because this what we just heard even though it's being presented in in something that feels very bizarre and foreign to us in the sense that it's you know on fucking a music website which is the, the last place that either of us ever turns to for for music news or recommendations for new bands the actual music itself in the band is very much in in the purview of the weekly show yeah it is it's the presentation of it because you know there's also you if we saw this in the weekly show you and I are already pumping the brakes because there's so much outward effort into the i guess personal promotion of the members of the band sure yeah rather than just sort of like letting the music do its thing and speak for itself right yeah, yeah, yeah. and i get that i mean that by like with the pro photography and the band shots and everything. that's an instant turnoff that's an instant fucking turnoff for me for sure yeah like absolutely. what you know what the fuck are you guys at the gates right <laughs> yeah 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 for sure you know like you're in a band called shit narnia and this is your debut album yeah and you want out, who knows? I don't know what Perth looks like. I imagine Perth looks very much like the landscape that they're standing in. But you guys, you know, got dressed up and you look, they look appropriately, youthfully shitty and scummy. Right. Right. Like they look like a fucking mess, but only like a fucking mess in a way that like a relatively trim 26 year old person can get away with. Right. Yes. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and they're like, you know, right now, go out in the desert and hold up this blue cloth in some scummy yet poignant way. <laughs> right? Because that's all they're doing is like holding this satiny, like blue piece of linen. And then they're staring like poignantly and like, you know, sternly at the camera. Almost, I, I would say, even like lacking any discernible 
any, any discernible strong emotion, just looking passively, but yet like stolidly at the camera while they hold this blue fabric. And to me, it just seems like you are putting the horse before the cart. Yeah, for sure. Yes. You know, and, or the cart before the horse. Pardon me. You're supposed to put the, the horse yes. before the cart. You're putting the cart before the horse with this sort of shit. Right. And so that's, I did not like this. I would not like this in any world. But let me read to you the, 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 the description of this. I'm sure you read it as well, right? I sure did, yeah. Okay. Produced and recorded by Mitch McDonald of The Love Junkies, Calmly and Hussy, and mastered by Jack Shirley of Deaf Heaven. Flooded World represents a Wally Up and Fremantle Punk's Shit Narnia's most careful layered work thus far. Driving Doom-influenced guitars are topped with alternating clean and harsh vocals inspired by Ott's Screamo, the voices of three-quarters of the band collaborating to, to express internal tumult. <laughs> this, the third signal from Shit Narnia's forthcoming debut Cloud Belt, is pure cathartic anguish, a testament to the seemingly inescapable power that binary modes of thinking have in Western society. It is a sonic expression of the fear that we will never be able to free our bodies from these frames of reference, no matter how deeply they wound us. Go cry your impotent tears into the deserts of the outback as eternity and the inevitable grind you to fucking dust. Get the fuck out of here with this shit. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Like the, the gall. That, that's what chafes me so much is the pretense and the fucking gall, right? Yeah. That they approach somebody and said, hey, like, just as you do, can you write this shit? And then they look at it like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would immediately just like put a gun to my temple and pull the trigger. This, if I was, if, if, if like this came, like, you know, if that's what somebody wrote about me and then expected me to actually put out there, but like, here you go. Bam. <laughs> this is the type, not this, not, not in the way that this is uh, written, but like, as far as this is the type of band that I could 100% see myself having to do like a press write up for. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're right. Musically, this isn't this isn't any different than what we might normally hear in the weekly show. Right. It's for no. I, I'm not even going to bother to look up what other bands these people have been in. Um, I'm going to say that if I if I if I was aware of it, I probably would be aware of a band called Shit Narnia. Right. Yeah, probably. I'm so. just going to take that that leap of faith there. Yeah. And I'm just going to say that, like, yes, sonically and everything, this is, an, this is a small band of, I guess, nobody's over here in the States anyway. It might be big in Australia. I don't know. Um, and, uh, but it's the pretense of just all this upfront horseshit. Right. To sell a record to 500 people by a band called Shit Narnie. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Right. Like, like what? Like, why is there even like a mechanism in place by which that can occur? <laughs> you know what I right. mean? That's like, what that's what I mean. And why is there? You, an, why is there a fucking infrastructure built around this? Right. And, and and like, how do these guys not feel enormous personal shame? Yeah. I I I, I mean, and like, guys, come on. You look like you're probably all right. At least a couple of you do, right? The guy with the green hat, he looks like a shitty fucking weirdo that would be all right, you know? Sure, yeah. The guy with the the guy with the skirt on, yeah, no problem. The guy that looks like Jared Leto in the middle, fuck you. <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You look like you would definitely want to hold up fucking blue fabric in a poignant way, right? Yeah. The other guy that looks like fucking Bill from Bill and Ted, or maybe Ted, I can never keep him straight. Yeah. Um. You know, all right, you look all right, too. It's like they, you know... I don't know, man, that there's, there's, there's such a, 
there's a, there's to me there's such a bipolar sort of aspect to this, right? Yeah, that just I don't know rubs me the wrong way. But I think you're right. I think that we should try to stay away from stuff that we think we might have an idea of what we're getting to, into, or at least you know we're, we might be a little I, familiar with. For sure. instance, on punk news. You know, there's a band called the Sad Tomorrows that we were talking about, and but it's like members of the Ergs and Nightbirds and stuff. Yeah, so, sure. Okay, fine. Right. You know, I'm probably not going to check it out because it's on Punk News and that's kind of irritating. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, at least I'm familiar with these other projects. I got it right. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. You know? So, so yeah. let, let's go complete. Let's 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 check out. Let's see how weird it gets. Then let's check out something that we might think would be on uh, the Incarceration Music and Tattoo Festival. I, I I got something queued up that I think that I think that might be good. But okay. So so before before we get get to that though, basically what you just described is like is the exact reason that no matter how good the music that you or myself might ever produce is, we would never ever be able to elevate beyond the level of basements. Right. Because it's, there is a, there's a, there's a reticence to, um, to participate. Yes. (laughs) There's, there's a reticence to participate that, that will forever hold us back. I mean, I tried, right. I, I tried my best to be in this world because I thought, okay, cool. Maybe this is a, this is a good out, um, in terms of being able to duck, duck the nine to five and do something else. If I got to play these stupid shows and play this stupid game and play this music that I, I don't really find, uh, engaging or fun, you know, if it if it allows me to stay on the road and whatever, I'll give it a shot. And it was a bad time. Like it was a bad time pretty much all the time. I didn't have fun doing it. It fucking sucked. And like my inability to just like shut up and sit back and play this game would totally hobbles me in that respect. So mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, man. I guess probably these people are more well adjusted than us in the sense that they can just say like fuck it i don't care what people write about us i'm making music that i like to that i like to make um if if playing the game and just shutting up allows me to like you know be on tour then cool let's do it right i don't know man that doesn't sound well adjusted to me Uh, you know i mean i guess i guess whatever you get to go have fun but i don't know man but you know what at the same time Of uh, all the people that should be talking about what well-adjusted is, I'm probably the least well-adjusted person. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I mean, mean, I am in virtually almost every aspect a complete fucking hermit, right? Yeah. Um, I've I've never had any social media. I will never participate in, in it. Even if that means that I am, you know, effectively excommunicado from the rest yeah. of the world, that's just fine with me. The only sure. reason that any, like, like this is the only verifi- verifiable weekly evidence that I even exist. That's true. Yes. And I'm just fine with that. Sure. I'm not in the self promotion. I, I don't even tell anybody about this fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. I don't even promote this fucking podcast. Right. So, you know, I'm not into any of that sort of shit. So I am probably the, the, um, I guess, I, I am one of the more extreme examples of people who probably should not be talking about being well adjusted <laughs> and like out there. Yeah, that that might be true. <laughs> that might be true for sure. Um so uh so yeah, let's 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 go really let's fucking go beyond the pale. Let's listen to something that that seems like uh it's gonna be totally foreign to us. I've got something here on metal ejection from a band called Abyss Watching Me. Okay. Um, 
who uh, they've got a new a new video out. They're a band from uh, Prague, Czech Republic, and um, they're led by a Russian YouTuber named Igor Irushin. Oh, I see it. I'm on it now. Yep. Yep, for sure. So they got a new music video out for their song Losing, and this looks like something that is uh, fully beyond... Um, beyond like my not just my interest but even like my knowledge really beyond um, my can yes which is which is what i want so let's uh let's listen to the song and watch the video for the song losing by the band abyss watching me
Okay. Now uh, we're talking. Yeah. This, this now is now we're talking. This is more like it. <laughs> so that was losing by abyss watching me. Yeah. That see, this is exactly this is this is the kind of stuff I was hoping to run up against because this is the true bizarro shit. Not not only in its presentation, but in the fact that as I as I articulated at the top of the episode, it's wildly more popular than anything that we enjoy because this premiered like eight or nine hours ago and it already has like 8,000 views on YouTube and like 250 comments. Right. You know, so, so kids are interacting with this. Like, and, and we should emphasize, we don't mean kids as in hardcore kids. We mean children. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, this is music children. for children. Yes, for sure. Um, they, I'm checking, I'm checking out their Spotify right now. Um, their most popular song has 88,000 listens, not like a crazy amount. They've got 3,000, 3,260 monthly listeners, uh, which is not like an absurd amount, but, um, but there are people listening to this band, right? Like that it's, it's markedly more than many bands, um, that you and I (laughs) enjoy certainly. (laughs) Oh, for sure. For sure. In every way. And, and this is definitely beyond my understanding i don't th- where this is coming from could not possibly be further away from you know my knowledge and interest of hardcore and punk yeah for sure this this is the kind of stuff that is um it's like the product of of many of several generations of derivative forms right like right. I, I guess this probably starts in the late 90s early 2000s with like the trust kill fair records records fashion core stuff and i would imagine see, and i was even i was even thinking like i mean like lincoln park Oh sure, yeah, no doubt. Uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of Lincoln Park DNA and and much of this stuff for sure. And like in general, the idea of new metal um, aspiring to be both mainstream and alt. Yeah. you know what like, I mean. Like I'm not I'm not I'm not even convinced that that this has any genuine like punk or hardcore DNA in it, DNA in it whatsoever. No, I I agree, and that's and that's that's what makes this kind of stuff like uncanny un, uncanny valley and bizarro to me is like because these kids have like you know they've got plugs and they have like tattoos and shit and they're playing breakdowns and yelling, but I I imagine that they didn't grow up listening to anything that you and I would recognize as hardcore or punk. No, and and, and you know I'm just obviously going to re- reiterate. That these folks are from the Czech Republic and from Russia. Sure. So I don't know what the fuck goes on over there, right? Maybe, maybe there's this whole classic fucking hardcore scene of stuff that sounded like this 20 years ago <laughs> in the Czech Republic, right? Maybe. I don't fucking know. All I know is that this sounded basically just like a Linkin Park song without the rapping and without the scratching. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much true for sure. Yeah, um, but there's like I said, I can I can definitely hear like the DNA of. Although I'm sure they wouldn't cite these bands as influence uh, influences bands like 18 Visions and stuff. But like they're they're at this point is a 20 plus year year history of uh, metalcore bands flirting with this sort right. of you know like accessible it, it's I, I honestly i mean i think to me it, it 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 always felt really cynical because like the only reason i can ever conceive of to like inject um you know melodious singing and and passages like that into your otherwise heavy metalcore act is because 
you're hoping to capture two audiences simultaneously yes. and capitalize, right? Like absolutely, I- because it's not the same as you know the typical high lows and like death metal vocals or anything like that. This is totally different, right? This right. is this is um, this is the equivalent of putting in like I don't know like an unnecessary love story into the punisher yes exactly right yes right you're trying to get you're trying to get you know the the bros because you know there's some yelling here you know there's some real male emotion (laughs) here right right exactly but then you want to show the softer side right and talk about like losing you and singing and the dude i mentioned that and and i don't want to let's i now ad hominem attacks are not beneath me (laughs) but i try not to rely on sure right yeah and the singer here looked like a cross between the Pillsbury Doughboy and Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. And, you know, he's he's trying to do his best in what is very favorable Bieber lighting to, like, you know, appeal to, I, I, I'm assuming teenage women, teenage women, teenage girls, <laughs> teenage women from Mars. <laughs> You get all those sexy teenage women. <laughs> Here's the thing, though: they age at twice the rate of human uh, uh, of normal Earthlings. Oh, right. So it's so it's totally fine. It's just totally fine. <laughs> right. Star Trek Voyager already addressed that with Cass. She was only four years old, but it's cool. Right. Exactly. Because she was actually like 28. Exactly. Yep. Right. Yep. For sure. <laughs> so yeah, man. I I don't know, dude. That. Uh, that that's the type of stuff that I'm ho- that I was hoping that we would run up against on here because uh, I yeah I I you know so I'm old enough more than old enough to have you know teenage children sure if I had teenage children and this is the sort of stuff they listen to I would become a family annihilator <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure I I feel like there are very few things that I I I wouldn't feel equipped to deal with in the course of like a child's development. This is one of them, though. Like, this is definitely one of them. I, I would, um, I would leave my family <laughs> because if it wasn't that, they would be cut to fucking pieces. <laughs> yeah, just sliced to fucking ribbons. Right. Yeah. Um. So you you got anything? Uh, you got anything queued up and ready to go that uh, that struck your interest that caught your eye? Uh, I kind of want to listen to. Well, see, I. No, because I was going. I was going to go down the. Um, I kind of want to listen to Jelly Roll. I talked about Jelly Roll on the incar. I cannot stop looking at this incarceration music and tattoo festival lineup. Yeah, I kind of want to listen to Jelly Roll. Uh-huh. Um, but I also don't want to revert back to our daily show. I think you're onto something with going completely off the deep end. Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, why don't we take a break and we'll find something new? Well, I actually I have something ready to go here. Okay, I, I was I was so I, I just could not stop with this band that I, I actually didn't um, I didn't look. So I'll look I'll look around a little more. And uh, here's Moon Tooth. Oh yeah, yeah. Moon Tooth was one that I wanted to check out. Well, um, we'll check out Moon Tooth on my turn coming up. So okay, I've I've got uh, I've got something queued up called End Boss that looks real interesting. It's a Kiwi four piece that's here to bring you massive sludgy riffs with emotional soaring bluesy vocals over top. Okay, that sounds all right. Yeah, for sure. So, so let's listen to End Boss. Yeah, for sure. End Boss, the song punished.
Okay. All right. So I'm kind. I'm kind of glad that this is this is what we heard next because I think this is this is like a perfect. This is a perfect bit of connective tissue because what we heard previously was something that was you know entirely foreign to us, very bad, but at the very least could be chalked up to you know people younger than us who probably came up being genuinely influenced by music that is totally foreign and anathema to us, right? Right. And also we should acknowledge that they are foreign as well. So right. who knows, right? Whereas this this felt more perverse. It felt deeply offensive in the sense that it is taking something that is on its face familiar and adjacent at the very least to my interests and at this and and feels just as if not more contrived than the previous shit that we heard. Oh yeah, this this felt this was terrible. That op- that first off, I want to I don't know if it was, you know, the way we were watching it, you know, on the YouTube video that's posted on Metal Injection, you yeah. know, I'm sure that that doesn't have the best sound quality. Uh-huh. But for those riffs they were laying down, yeah. It sounded very weak. For sure. Yes. Like that should be fucking booming, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, it sounded like it was intentionally dialed back to bring the uh, incredible wailing of the vocalist up front. Yo, and it was the some wailing, wailing too. Right? It's <laughs> like the opening that opening riff. Yeah. That was that was as, as I said when it came in. I was like, that's straight fucking times of grace neurosis for sure. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And, um, and when that riff hit, I was like, oh, that's a pretty good riff. You know? Yeah, it is pretty good. It hit, but but it wasn't like as world ending as it should have been in right. terms of you know what at least what came through my headphones who knows I, maybe if i listen to the if i were to listen to the actual fucking you know recording who knows right sure um not just some digital version on youtube but she fucked it all up and <laughs> yeah. they and, and honestly the rest of it started getting pretty fucked up too with their like blues dalliances you know their For little sure. blues flourishes and that just stick to the fucking punishment right yeah. yes like who who like how many people in fucking embroidered jeans do you want at your fucking show <laughs> Well, and see, that's what I—that's what I mean. Is just like I think I think the the familiar threads, the recognizable threads of of music that we both enjoy, made this feel offensive in a way that the previous shit didn't. Because, and also, these are older people, and these are yeah. people who are clearly drawing from influences that you and I would cite as, as cite ourselves as fans of, like Neurosis, right? And right. so, the fact that they're doing this is like it's clear they're aspiring to play the craft brew beer festival. They're trying to right. play Dark Lord Day. You know what I'm saying? And right. like that to me. It cut. It cuts me deeper. You know what I mean. It cuts me deeper, deeper than some young fucking, uh, you know, uh, Czech kids playing really bad yeah. mall metalcore. Yeah, like I wasn't disappointed in the the, the members of the last band. I just right. thought it was shit, and they were, you know, it was goofy. But like, hey, whatever, right? Yeah. This, you're right. I am. I am actually disappointed, <laughs> right? For because sure. people that can write riffs like that should fucking know better. Yes, exactly. You and- should fucking know better. You, 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 they, you fucking know what the good parts and the bad parts of that song are. Absolutely, 
Absolutely. Yes. And also this this represents the flip side of the Bizarro World coin. Whereas the other stuff, it's got a it's got a lot of views. Um it's it's there is a particular demographic that is hungry for that type of shit, young internet kids, right? This uh-huh. is like it's lesser known. There aren't people rushing to click on this. I checked the YouTube video, not a lot of listens, you know, not a lot of interaction. Right. It's been up since the twenty sixth. It's right. got fifteen hundred and seventy views and two of those are us. Right, exactly. So it's like this is this is a different space and I think it's important to note that there are various sort of self-contained pocket universes, right? And this right. is this is one of them. We've we've run up against this a couple times on the show though. You know, we have had uh, a couple bands submitted to us where we're like, you know, this feels like clown world alternative music. This is right. This is IPA, you know, beer fest music. This is not, right. it's close to what we enjoy, but it's not it. There's something, there's something off about it. It feels like an AI rendering and this yeah, is because, totally that. Yeah. Cause I feel like those other guys that we listened to, you know, in the last band, we wouldn't have a lot of commonality to talk about. No. Like, you know, we could probably couldn't talk about how much we like, you know, what our favorite track off of fucking beneath the remains is. Right. Right. Exactly. But, the members of this band, it, you know, I'm, I'm sure that you could, you know, talk about what your favorite track off Beneath the, Beneath the Remains is, right? Sure. And get into, like, you know, some commonality, but, at the, but also at the same time, like, so what the fuck are you doing? Right, exactly. You know, it feels like, so. So, what, 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 what is up with this goofy shit then? <laughs> right, it's like you, you, you meet this, you meet somebody in this band, don't know they're in the band, get to talk and whatever. It comes up organically in conversation. Oh, I play in this band called End Boss. Oh, cool, cool. I'll check it out. Then once you've gotten to know the person, you have indeed discussed your favorite tracks on Beneath the Remains. Then you hear this. It feels like they fucking they pulled the old switcheroo on you. You know what I mean? Right. It feels like they twisted right. the knife into your back. Right, right. Yeah, I don't I feel betrayed by the other shit, but but by this I feel betrayed. This this I feel betrayed, right? I feel I feel betrayed, <laughs> right? For sure. Because I can also see like bands that you know we know, like people that we know that are friends with, that somehow find themselves on a bill with something like this. It's Absolutely. so fucking close. Yes, for sure. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, okay, so what's uh, what's what's the band that you had queued up to go? Moon Moon something. Moon Tooth. Moon Tooth. So Moon Tooth, right. and I got them because they're playing that stupid fucking fest. Oh, okay. And I, of all the you know of all the different bands that I was looking at, I was like, okay, let's check out this one. I think I think they're playing. I don't know where I got them. Oh, they're they're touring with Dance Dance Gavin Dance. Oh man, Dance Gavin Dance is like is like full on clown music. Well, they're coming to Fort Wayne on May th- May third. Dance Gavin dances. Yeah, they're playing at and Moon Tooth. Oh, Moon Tooth is playing with them. Okay, all so right. So I figured we better check it out and see if we want to go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's true. Maybe maybe uh, maybe I will be yet and yet be enticed into the Dance Gavin Dance concert. Yeah. So uh, I'll send you the link to the page on Metal Injection, and um, you can uh, see for yourself. Is this something we want to check out on May third? <laughs> okay.
<laughs> How'd you feel about that? I, I don't even know what the fuck I just heard. <laughs> yeah, me neither, man. Whatever I thought I was going to hear, yeah. I was not expecting this. No, no, I was I was not either. <laughs> um, okay, so so do you want to guess how many listeners this band has every month on Spotify? Go ahead. 40,000. Man, people, here's the, again, I acknowledge, okay, the shit that I like, yeah. virtually no one else fucking likes, right? Sure. I get it. It's virtually unlistenable for yeah. most folks, right? And I could certainly see why this is very much more accessible to almost everybody. Right, sure. Right? It's rock and roll. Yes. Right? It's <laughs> yeah. literally happy rock and roll. Yeah. It fe- to me, this seems like it would be just as home, in, just at home in like a Shrek soundtrack <laughs> as it would like a smoky fucking bar. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? For sure. There's almost nothing in this song that I identify with. Like, okay, fine, right? I guess you could say, I don't know, in the last 20 years, um, like underground acts that have kind of gone, like the folks from like, you know, underground punk and stuff. I'm thinking about like a band like Alabama Thunderpussy. Sure, yeah. Right? Members of Avail and whatever, right? Um, and sort of that general sound, like that southern, southern rock, heavy metal punk sound, right? Mm-hmm. But this was so fucking like squeaky. Yeah, man. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right? It was so fucking squeaky. There was not a lick of fucking edge to this. No, none at all. And and so and I think this this is a this is a an unexpected an unexpectedly uh, it's more closely adjacent to to stuff that that is in our world than I would have anticipated uh, because this is actually on a label called Pure Noise Records who puts out a lot of bullshit. Don't get me wrong, but they put out, they put out some stuff that is like at the very least well-respected within the framework of like certain punk and hardcore circles. Like not they got like drug church. They got drug church, right? Well, I don't know if drug church is still on this label, uh, but I think they might be. They have Knocked Loose, who both mm-hmm. you and I have seen a couple times, and neither of us care for. But I've I've inci- I, I, I've seen them only incidentally, right? Right, sure, sure, sure. Yes. I've not actually seen them, <laughs> right? Um, they've got Riding Out, who is a a hardcore band. Um, right. They have they have a handful of bands that are like like them or dislike them, uh, undeniably hardcore bands you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. (laughs) like year of the knife we had year of the knife on the show before Mm -hmm. um so that's what i'm like so i don't know this type of stuff to me is is perplexing and and confounding because it's like i just don't know who the fuck it's for really neither do i and i feel like when you look at the cross section like again the other some of the other acts that we are familiar with and that you know we say yes these are hardcore bands on um on this label on pure noise yeah i feel like something like this like if you tell me that this is sick yeah you're fucking lying <laughs> for sure yeah like you just want to make sure that you're saying the right thing right because yeah. yeah. you you don't actually think this is sick no way there's no way and right i i, I think there's I, stuff there's stuff that sounds like this that is you know genuinely much better sure and 
isn't that much different than this, but like I said, that but like at least I could say, yeah, okay, I understand why you like again that Alabama Thunder Pussy record, sure, right? Yeah. I get it, right? But this no, you're fucking lying. Well, one one thing that I take issue with and that I I get real in my old man bag about when I when I come across stuff like this on on the rare occasion that I do is that it 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 really feels like um like a wholesale co-opting of subculture used used uh to different ends because like you know the setup for the video is like they're in their shitty van that's breaking down again and they're out here grinding it out on the road type of shit you know Mm -hmm. and and to me it's just like dude i i don't know if you get to have your cake and eat it too with this if you're playing this kind of music you know what i'm right I, i think you just have to fully embrace that you're fucking lame and shitty like i don't think you get to lean into like uh, into like punk and hardcore and like alt rock tropes, like grinding it out in the van. You know what I mean? Like, I think right. you just have to be like, I, I don't know, man. It just, <laughs> it feels really disingenuous and, and it just, it feels like you're, you're taking a component of a culture that, um, that has resonated with me for a very long time and you're, and you're, you're perverting it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, this, yeah. Cause like I said, I, I don't even know what the fuck I just heard. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so there's been one band that's been really staring me in the face since we we opened up these various websites in preparation for this exercise, and that's the band Archaic, A R K A I K. Yeah, I saw that too with the Orphean Descent because you know Orpheus, I, yeah. <laughs> Orpheus, Orpheus, Morpheus, Morpheus. <laughs> Orpheus drinking a 40 in a death basket. <laughs> so I, I'm seeing like, you know, there's like a hand tattoo in the mix and shit, you know, and like, I, I just have a feeling like this, this might, maybe this could be some deathcore stuff, which is like a, definitely a bizarro world that I'm, I'm interested in exploring a little bit. So let's just jump into it. I want to I want to see what Archaic is all about. So we're going to listen to the song The Orphean Descent by the band Archaic.
right, so we just heard the Orphean Descent by Archaic, and I, I think we're do- we're doing a good job so far because this represents yet another, I think, distinct musical microcosm that exists on the Shadow Plane. This yeah. this is this is um, guitar YouTube core. I was um, gonna say this is this is meant for like guitar cover YouTube videos. Yep. This is meant for drum cover YouTube videos. Yes, this is YouTube core yes that that, that is i I can't think of this existing outside of just being on the internet for sure yes this is this is 100 percent a product of the internet this you know and and honestly there were some parts that's like all right that was pretty good right i i and i'm guy knows how to play guitar that guy knows how to play his drums that's for sure right no doubt i ain't gonna fucking sweat that right? right um no doubt i'm just not that interested in it pretty much I see you pull a fucking seven string guitar out. <laughs> yeah. And it's got fanned frets. Yes. <laughs> I'm probably not interested in what I'm going to hear. <laughs> not a chance. No. Right. I'm probably not interested in what I'm about to hear. Right. Um, because that is just not, that is not, um, an, uh, that is not an instrument known to produce uh, music that I find very good. No, this is, this is the type of music in which um, the instruments are, are like barely recognizable in terms of just like the, the raw sound that's being produced. Yes, um, it's, it's so digital. It's like the glitchy, the, the, those like glitchy yeah. sort of parts during the breakdowns and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, it, that sounds so, um, I, it just sounds so, um, you, you can't reproduce that in like a genuine fashion right? no this is this is all digital processing right you know like human remains um you know they do all sorts of weird things with the volume knob while they're playing sure. you know they used to do all that and, and the first time i heard that i was like what the fuck is going on you know yeah um but they're actually like manipulating the volume on the guitar while they're playing it it's not like right. a pedal effect or a post effect or anything like that that just sounds like something that can't happen without like an external sort of interference. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, this is, I, I guess like the, 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 the common ancestor that I would, uh, that I would point back to in, in terms of something like an originator for this, that, that would be something that you and I might like. I think Mashuga accidentally invented this kind of music. I was, it's exactly what I was about to say, not only because of the seven string, right? Right. But I was going to say, this doesn't exist without the internet. I was going to say, this doesn't exist without Meshuggah. Yeah, for sure. And I say it all the time. I like Meshuggah. I do not like a single band inspired by or <laughs> no. that sounds like Meshuggah. <laughs> no, not one. Dude, like to the band. I don't like one of them. I have never heard a band that sounds like Meshuggah or is pulling heavily from Meshuggah or is sort of in that lineage, right? That yeah. that, that, that that ancestry. Yep. Um, that I like, period. I like Meshuggah. The new Meshuggah track, really good, right? Yeah. I like it. But um, boy, do I hate everything else that even like a- a- any any of the little electrons spinning around that fucking nucleus. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. Um, and, and like I said, this isn't... This isn't so offensive that I would I would say that Moontooth was way more offensive than this. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I honestly I think that Moontooth was even I'm not as disappointed in the in in the dudes, you know, at the dudes in Moon Poop Moon Moon Poop Moontooth <laughs> as I am um the uh what was the what was the fucking band, the, the first band that you played? Oh man. The, dude, we already forget the, the, the name already <laughs> 
<laughs> name is already out of my fucking brain. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the Kiwi band. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm those dudes. I'm genuinely disappointed. In, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I hear something in there where I'm like, Oh, we agree. This sounds good. So why the fuck does she sound like that? Right. And why is she so upfront? Right. Yes. Um, but like in Moontooth, there was nothing in there that right. I thought, oh, this sounds good. Yeah. It took me by surprise. My jaw hit the fucking floor when I heard actually, so this is what the kids are listening to nowadays. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. And But this, if I heard this, I'm not going to like, right, be like, what the fuck? Right. Sure. I'm just. I totally understand why people like this. And honestly, if I'd have heard this when I was in my early 20s, you know, even, even. If I'd have heard this probably twenty years ago, right, I'd have been like, "Yeah, this is fucking great. I love this shit." Right? Yeah. Um, but um, now, yeah, it just this just sounded like so much electric noise. Yeah, I think I think that that is a form of music that really really benefits from uh, from the naivety of its of its listenership because, like, for example, uh, they they don't sound like this at all, but. They were impressive to me for similar reasons, and now I can't imagine ever willingly listening to this band or anything like it. But when I was a teenager and Dragon Force had just come out, I was like, yeah. oh, this is sick because they're shredding really hard, and that's crazy. And I have no conception of how that's that's even done. You know, That's right. so far beyond my ability to to even uh, to, to like even imagine how somebody can can advance to that level of skill the novelty of this music and how hard it quote unquote shreds is enough to bring me into the fold and say, okay, this is cool. And I think similarly, if I were 18 or 19 years old and I heard something like that, I'm like, oh, this is heavy, but it shreds and it's kind of techy. Yeah, for sure. You know, like I could, I could see myself, I could see myself liking this as a young person without access to other reference points, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. So yes, agreed. I can see how this appeals to people, but it is uh it definitely does not appeal to me. Right. Right. Um so you got uh, you got you got something queued up to go? I do, but I want to preface this with I am not picking this. I here's the thing. Yeah. I don't want we've had a Kiwi band on here, we've had a band from Czech Republic on here, um we had a New York band on here. Mm-hmm. Um an Australian band. I don't want to. I don't want to come across as we're making fun of or just like taking the piss on like foreign bands. Oh no, definitely not. That's it. Was right. pure pure happenstance. It is happenstance, but also you know, I am. That's a huge blind spot for me, right? For sure. So I have a band uh, from Taiwan. Yeah. Called Dharma. Okay. And Dharma is labeled the first Buddhist metal band in Taiwan. Okay. Okay. They uh they dress up, they they make they do makeup, they have stage blood with battle scars and blood from fighting evil deities and karma. The band is made up of four practicing Buddhists and okay. they're joined on stage by Meow Ben, uh an orange robe Buddhist nun. I think I don't know how that M I A O is is the first name. So Okay. Um well her last name. Um, her surname. Um who introduces their concerts with chanting and scripture readings while the band wear black haking robes. Right. Okay. Ceremonial robes. I'll send you the link here, and you can. I, I don't want to like send you this, and you start, you know, goofing. Sure. Um. You know, we got to be sensitive. <laughs> um, of course. And our goal is to raise the profile of Buddhist and Taoist culture in a new way to perform ancient Buddhist mantras, as vocalist Joe Henley. So there's a fucking, you know, 
there's a fucking uh there's a fucking white guy in the band. Yeah, there's right? a guy Jean in the mix. Right. <laughs> no, this this is Taiwan. Oh, that's right. They're from Taiwan. That's right. Yeah. But uh there you go. You got a fucking colonizer in the band, right? They did. By hosting shows and festivals across the globe, we will be able to have a subtle influence on the younger generation, spreading the ideals of our chosen beliefs and philosophies. Dharma is a band that combines traditional Buddhist mantras and classics as our chosen medium of expression. It also makes you want to explore Buddhism. It's great. Um, and so I wanted to check this out because it, you know, we had, we, we talked about, um, we talked about Krishna, yeah, right. The resurgence of Krishna hardcore and how that's fucking funny. And it's funny how like, you know, Krishna somehow gets a pass, but Christian hardcore, everybody's gonna be like, Jesus was a fucking pussy. Right. Uh, sure. Jesus, right. Right. Uh, Jesus. Where it's like, Hey, this is just as fucking lame. No doubt. Yeah. Right. Yes. So I want to, I, you know, again, I do not have a problem with the tenets of Buddhism. Sure. Right? Actually, of the major religions, right? Buddhism seems to be, um, at its surface anyway. I've not dug dug a ton into it, but yeah. Buddhism seems to be, I guess, the, um, we'll say the uh, uh, least inflammatory to my senses. Yeah, it seems it seems the most sensible overall. Right. But yeah. it also has a lot of blood in its hands, and there's a lot of no fucking doubt. ridiculous people doing stupid shit in the name of magic. So, of course, I wanted I wanted to check out this Dharma band okay. just to uh, see what's happening, man. Let's see what's happening in Taiwan with the first Taiwanese Buddhist metal band. All right.
I think the most shocking part about that, and obviously, you know, we're talking about a visual medium in an audio format, which doesn't really translate. I would encourage anybody um, to go check out the video for this. I, I, it's shocking that like a real manpower and effort went into producing that CGI video. Yeah, that video was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, the most shocking thing to me about this was I didn't find that completely awful. Uh, it wasn't great. Yeah. But it, here's my experience. In my experience, a lot of times when I listen to death metal from a country from that death metal is not necessarily known for, uh-huh. right? Or a country that is not necessarily known for death metal, right? right? Like you listen to Swedish death metal, Scandinavian death metal, you pretty much know what you're going to get get into, sure. and you pretty much know that it's going to be pretty quality because there's a long history of death metal, right? Right. Same thing with uh, you know a lot of those centers, uh, United States. Granted, death metal has a very broad is a very broad term. We said before, sure. you tell me you listen to death metal. I don't know exactly what that means, right? But if I hear that you know there's a fucking death metal band from you know United States, I at least know that there are a few possible avenues that it can go down, For right? Sure. Yes. But a lot of times when I hear death metal from Asia mm-hmm. um, or Africa, right? Areas where I'm not th- that you're not generally known of having you know like these this form of music come from i don't know what i'm going to get into and i find that i don't like what it i do not like what they do with the form right um and we've said before like i i I like it when traditional motifs are worked into you know black metal and death metal and so forth we had some chinese band on i thought sounded pretty good yeah there was a lot of like really like i I felt like it it felt really like overly digitally produced that's another thing with a lot of these bands that come from these countries is there's a lot of like it's very, very overproduced and very digital. Yes. And this was. Um, but I don't, there are other elements, just not necessarily traditional cultural elements, but there are other elements to like a lot of these, we'll say, you know, Asian or, you know, Southeast Asian death metal bands that just don't hit with me because they incorporate other aspects of metal that might be popular. And like, maybe it's a little too bouncy. Sure. Maybe it's a little too, they, they've just got a little bit, it's a little too, um, for lack of a better word, hokey. Yeah. Right. Yep. This had some hokey. Th- this was hokey, yep. right? Yes. This was hokey with the chanting and the fucking overall intent and all that sort of thing. But that said, I felt like it was at least identifiable solidly as death metal. That is true. Yeah. When, when the straight up death metal parts came in, I was, uh, like when they first hit, I was surprised by their relative competence and, yes. and, and recognizability as death metal, right? Like if I heard that no bones about it, I would be like, yes, this is death metal. So, you know, divorced from the chanting and like the right. religious motifs and whatnot. There wasn't like a big metalcore aspect to it. There wasn't a new metal aspect to it. There wasn't, it was pretty much just straight death metal. Yeah, for sure. And I did appreciate that about this. And I, I appreciate how um, how overtly and profoundly idiosyncratic this is. Yes. I don't know that it necessarily worked for me on a sonic level. Like, I don't think I found it particularly pleasing, but I appreciate that aspect of it on paper for sure. Something weird about this, though, and like, this is just a difference in perspective, not, not really a, a diss, but like, it's always difficult for me to... Um, to to conceptualize folks who like arrive at a love of death metal that doesn't involve uh, a love of sort of like the whole package because one of yes. the things that that sucked me into death metal was it, it's um 
the fact that it is unafraid to transgress and right. like that it was overtly off-putting. I mean, when I dove into death metal, you know, the fact that it involved, you know, slicing bitches to ribbons and shit was like right. part and parcel to, to my enjoyment of the genre. The fact that it yes. involved elevating Satan on high, you know, all of these right. things like it's the, called death metal. Right. Right. Like like already, if you think about the 80s, you know, heavy metal has got, you know, it's got fucking parents fucking, you know, toenails curling. Sure. Right. Yeah. And then you have like, oh, it's speed metal. It's that crazy speed. I, I can, you know, distinctly remember when like in the 80s, you know, when speed metal was something that was scary. Right. right. Sure. And you have thrash. And then what do you have that's like the fucking be all end all, you know, which in many ways is kind of like the final frontier in, tor in terms of like aggressive guitar based music. You have death metal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and like, you know, yeah, you can you can push it a little bit, but man, death metal is about as as far on the spectrum as you can go with like rock, rock rooted guitar based music. And you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And still be playing the instruments the, in the fashion that they're meant to be played. For sure. Yeah, I agree. Right. Yes. You know, uh, and, and, and you can push a little further. I think that like. <sighs> Conqueror. I've been listening to Conqueror a lot. Mm -hmm. um, not like doing, not not like to like sit down and listen to it and like you know, just let it wash over me. Right? We talked about this in the weekly show. Yeah. It, I I can't tell you one Conqueror song from a fucking another. I listen to the whole. You know, I listen to War Called Supremacy in its entirety, yeah. and I let it wash over me as an experience. Sure. And like that might be like the that sort of stuff. That Conqueror. That 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 revenge. That sort of stuff might be the last word. Yes. In what you can do with drums and a guitar and bass. Yeah, I, I think that's in I think terms that's a, in terms of aggression. That might be yeah, the last word. For right? sure, I agree. Yeah, but to bring this back around, I agree. I think it's really weird when you package something as death metal, but you do not embrace the entire sort of when, when you 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 present something as death metal that does not embrace the total package of death metal. Sure. Yeah. And and yeah. I and I think Buddhism is like death metal is a particularly weird vehicle for Buddhism as a philosophy too because even with with Christian death metal or or take your pick from the Abrahamic faiths you you can take an incredibly combative and apocalyptic approach with that kind of stuff. Like I have heard Christian death metal um like embodiment or whatever that is aggressively christian and takes uh takes the perspective of something like revelations and heightens it to the nth degree and uses that thematically right so you can right, but you could pull at the very least from those religious texts you could potentially there, there i mean there's a there is a there is a violent reading of those texts right you know what i mean like, right right but but at the same time you know that also, I don't think, is necessarily in the spirit with which they talk about when they call themselves supposedly Christians, right? I agree, for sure. For, yes. for all their fucking Bible beating and shit, most Christians have never fucking read the goddamn book. I ain't never read the whole goddamn thing either because they found it was super boring, yes. but I ain't a fucking Christian, right? Yeah. Ain't my book, right? But um, there is like a lot of... I guess you could say uh, there's opportunity and opportunities taken to focus on the cool parts of the Bible. Right. Yes. Which exactly. is where all the gnarly shit is happening. Sure. Yeah. And, and like use that as cover for all of the fucking lame parts. Right. Yes. Yes. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Use that as cover to suck people in. And that's what I've always hated about. I don't care how good it sounds 
to me, Christian death metal is anathema because it is it is false in its creation. Sure, right? It is false in its creation and its original intent. Yeah, I, I feel that for sure. But I guess my point is, it, it's possible uh, thematically to tie in an Abrahamic faith to death metal and and make it work. Whereas it sounds like from what I was reading about this band and just the little that I understand about basic the basic tenets of of Buddhism, that you know the goal of this band is is to spread peace and and love and you know what I'm saying. Right. So it just to spread to spread Buddhist thought and get young people engaged, right. which makes it false. Right. And so death metal just seems like a really strange fit for that 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 initiative, you know. Right, because it. I mean, death metal's popular, sure, yeah, but it ain't that popular, right? I feel like you could, you like, I feel like I could play. I feel like I could put like Morgan on, and my niece and nephews would fucking hate it, and they're young, <laughs> yeah, right? right, yes. You know what I mean? I feel like we could we we could dive into like you know the fucking I, we could dive into like the cancer discography, <laughs> sure, yeah. And they would just want me to put on, you know, I don't know what, what the, f- I don't know, Billy Eilish, Some SoundCloud rapper, right? Billy Eilish. I've never heard a fucking lick of her music. I just know her name, right. and I didn't even know her actual fucking name, and I didn't even know it was an actual her until relatively recent. <laughs> That's right, William Eilish. Um, yeah, I, you would think that there might be a different a, a different form of music that would um, that would allow you to sort of like propagate propagate the seeds of Buddhist thought more effectively than death metal. Now the dude, at least a couple of those dudes, because I looked them up on Metalum, uh-huh. a couple of those dudes have been in several Taiwanese death metal bands. Okay, um, like like the the one the, the white guy is from is Canadian, I guess originally, mm-hmm. and so there are you can find other bands that they are involved in, and when right. you look at pictures, you're like, oh yeah, those are death metal dudes. Yeah, okay. So it sounds so like maybe like, they- like autopsy shirts and right. you know napalm death shirts and stuff like that. So. So it sounds like maybe they just they have a, a lifelong uh, a lifelong love of death metal and maybe they're more um, they're more recent devotees of of Buddhism or like began taking it seriously more recently and now they're they're just trying to marry these two worlds. Yeah. So exactly. And so to get back to that point of like the the, the total package of death metal, right? Yeah. I don't. I'm not gonna like poo poo anybody's death metal creds here. I don't fucking know these people, right? You probably sure. got. Well, you certainly you're playing death metal, so you have more death metal credibility than I do. Right? Sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm literally just a fat idiot, you know, in, <laughs> in a basement, right? Yeah. Sure. But, um, it. I. You know. This. I think you're on. You're. You're there with that. Is like. This is um, a genuine thing in much the same way that, like, you know, Ray Capo's, you know, foray into Krishna is a genuine thing for him, right? Right, sure. This isn't this, I don't think this is the same thing as, like, a Christian youth group, like, Christian youth group seated death metal or any heavy metal act, right? Right, yeah, 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 for Um, sure. But I still think it's fucking lame. Yeah, I agree. If you're going to play death metal, fucking play death metal. For sure, yeah. No, and and if you're going to listen to death metal, yeah. Right? Don't be a fucking wimp about it. Here's the thing. I was thinking about this today. It's okay to be a wimp. Sure. Right? Like, I'm a fucking wimp about a lot of things, right? Indeed. It Same. is not okay to be wimpy. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Right? That's actually, yeah. It's, it's important to, to, to make that, uh, to, to make that distinction for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was watching my neighbor shovel snow. Now, I will tell you that I am a show, a snow shoveling machine. Yeah. Right? We got a lot of snow, right? We got more than a foot now, mm-hmm. and it's still snowing. Um, and I am a I am a fucking snow shoveling machine, right? Yeah. 
I don't like it, but I get it done, right? It's a fairly decent workout. It takes me about 10 minutes to shovel my walk and my driveway and stuff, right? Yeah. And I was watching my neighbor across the, str- across the street who I'm certain is younger than me, um, you know, and uh, because he and his wife have like a young baby. Sure. And uh, most dudes aren't 45 when they decide to have their first young baby. Right. Um, and uh, he's, you know, picking away at the snow. And, it, and I'm like, man, just fucking suck it up and get it done. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you might be a fucking wimp, but it's not okay to be wimpy. Just get it done. And I feel that way with like people that kind of whinge about sort of some of the ideas that uh, we've recently been getting in trouble for because <laughs> yeah. we like on the weekly show. Sure. You know what I mean? Like we don't, we, we don't, we're not, we've basically just dropped any pretense that we're discriminating that much, right? Right, sure. I'm not going to buy your shit if you're talking about, you know, you know, the fucking, you know, the the joy of the gas chambers sure. but uh if you write a good fucking riff i ain't gonna say it's not good <laughs> right yeah sure. um you know and like if you're gonna listen to death metal and if you're gonna listen to this sort of shit embrace the total package don't yeah. be a fucking wimp about it yeah i i agree entirely i'm i'm totally on board with that for sure so uh, i think uh, maybe a band to to round out the evening because we've 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 got a handful of bands in here and it's generated some discourse some some yeah, thoughtful this, discourse. This, this might even be worth returning to and you know in a couple months or something. I agree for sure. Yeah, no, I I I am in total agreement because I think there's this is a, a wellspring of potential material because I know for a fact there are some there are plenty of uh, little micro genres that we haven't even you know stuck our little toe into yet but right. so right. last up my my last selection for the night uh features a guy in a drop dead shirt which is i think a good way to bring this full circle because i know for pretty close to a fact that that what we're not about to hear uh drop dead drop dead music so there's this band fit for an autopsy who i know only i've heard that name right because they've been on tour with bands that that you and i might go see like i have seen them on you know the third third from the top act on like a fucking autopsy to or you know on a death metal tour of some sort right like dying fetus tour or something and i think they've been on tour with maybe like hate breed or something like that um mm-hmm. but i but i and i've never actually listened to this band on purpose but i think that it's full i think it's like five finger death punch kind of stuff like maybe not that far beyond the pale but i think it's like clean singing metal shit and they're on nuclear blast and and so that that i think brings this full circle in a satisfying way too in the sense that like there are at this point and we've talked about this on previous patreon episodes and on the weekly show there are there are kind of legacy labels at this point who were at one time reliable sources of of top tier underground music of many different varieties like nuclear blast or metal blade or victory records or whatever that have since become a repository of some of the most repulsive bullshit imaginable Mm -hmm. and yeah because i mentioned that i think the enforced record that came out that i that was really good last year mm -hmm. was on nuclear blast i think it's a nuclear Blast. i think it is yeah and then we kind of like dug into the nuclear blast catalog, the recent catalog, and we're like, "What the fuck is this shit?" Right. And the, and the weird thing about a lot of these labels is that it seems like th- there there are still people working there who who must have a, a genuine interest in 
in underground music uh but the vast majority of what they release is very very bad so it, it makes you wonder like are they just doing are they releasing you know 80 percent bullshit that makes that pays the bills so that they can release 20 percent cool shit that that probably loses them money like i don't right i don't really know um but all i all i know for for certain is that uh, nuclear blast put, puts out a lot of really bad shit and i'm pretty sure that this band is one of them so let's uh let's listen to the new fit for an autopsy song two towers
All right, we just heard two towers by fit for an autopsy, and we've we've uh, we've done this a couple times on the episode already. Um, I kind of want to play the game once again, the the game of whose fault is this? Because like we decided, you know, the YouTuber core band, uh, it's probably in, in uh, on a longer timeline. It's probably probably Meshuggah's fault. Um, the Czech band, we decided probably the fault of like early 2000s fashion core, like 18 visions. Whose fault is this? Is this because to me, I could only describe this as um, know, pro- progressive death core. Is, yeah. is is this the is this the fault of early to mid aughts post metal bands like Pelican and Isis? That's exactly what I was going to say. Yes, I think it is. I think it's largely lays at their feet. Is yeah. is is bands like that? Right. Um, there's a couple others that I was trying to think of, like to name, and it fell off the. When you mentioned uh, Isis and so forth and Pelican, it kind of dropped off. But I think yeah, that's where a lot of this shit comes from. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. To me, this was number one. The video is fucking. What is this? Some Lord of the Rings shit, dude. It's so bad. And, and the, the album art for this is, you know, leaning heavily into some fucking Lord of the Rings fantasy shit. Yeah. Um. The, the two towers. Come on. This is just to me. It's so self. It's it's self serious. Yeah robot music it's 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 thoroughly unenjoyable self-serious robot music for sure yes yeah and of all the bands that we listen to tonight i also think that this band is by far the most popular um, oh but yeah i mean i mean this has a quarter million views yeah and they and it's been posted for a couple weeks yeah and they they have like uh, you know, close to four hundred thousand monthly listeners on Spotify. Like, right. I, I think, I think this this band is getting into the realm of being kind of like a, a legitimately uh, big band. You know, well, it's definitely. Um, I mean, they're definitely the most popular because you and I have heard of them. Yes, right, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And- so it's not. You know, it, it's not uh, complete uh, complete unknowns, right? Sure. Yeah, I will say. That uh, one of the members of Fit for an Autopsy, mm-hmm. um, one uh, Pete Spinazzola, mm-hmm. is in some porno grind bands. Okay, All right. he's in at least a porno grind band. Okay, what what band? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, it says death metal, but I'm gonna say this is porno grind. Okay, um, it's a band called Sexcrement. Okay, I don't know that band. Uh, neither do I. Um, but. Uh, you know they have a they have a release from 2007 called Genitales from the Porno Potty. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's definitely a porno right? band yes. with a three minute song called Botched Boob Job. There's Yeast Erection, Glory Hole Casserole. Sure. Now, granted, this is 14 years ago, right? right? Yeah, but I'm I'm I, I'm kind of stoked that this dude was in a band like this, right? <laughs> Whatever it sounds like, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like like I said, there's a dude in a drop dead shirt. In this band, in the promo picture, right? Granny tranny midget fetish. <laughs> okay. All right. right. Sure. Menstrual money shot. Yeah. Colostomy bag condom. The the um, album art for genitals from the porno potty shows um, an, a, a very large naked woman with big baloney tits and a, a pig head. Okay. Um, and then your standard sort of like, you know, fucking symphonies of sickness collage behind right, it. Right. Sure. So- you know, whatever. I'm just saying that as alien as what we just heard might sound. Yeah. Um, at least some of the folks are coming from a place that while we may not necessarily like, 
uh, we can relate to and have experience with. For sure. But, and, and it's all, but it's always, it's, there's always like an added layer, uh, of, of just like, um, what, what some conspiracy, what some alien conspiracy theorists refer to as high strangeness, uh, <laughs> with shit like this, when you, when you do have members that are clearly rooted in, in our general world, like it, right. it's very, very weird when, like, like, uh, for example, like Fallout Boy. <laughs> you know what I mean, like Fallout Boy's connection to hardcore has always been very strange to me. Right, right, um, and and connection to people like to us through people we know. Like, right, I, I, I've talked to Andy from Fallout. Yeah, Boy, exactly. Right, at, at his show. Yeah, same. And um, what was it? Who the fuck were we we played with him? Um, uh, he played in he played with Enabler for a while. Yes, yes, yeah. we played with Enabler, and I remember talking to Andy, and I remember talking about gore videos on the internet and laughing about it yeah i thought it was terrible sure yeah but that's it that's my claim to fame with fallout boy right, right? yeah it, it's just it's 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 always weird to me like it's not weird to me if somebody from our world ends up in like for example like i think for a time there were people from hardcore bands that were playing in like avril lavigne's backing band and that's not really that strange to me because at that point it's just a gig right it's just a money-making right. gig you're basically a session musician sure you, you know what i mean make, but, yeah, make your money right sure exactly you, you can you can put down you can put down the fucking black flag long enough you stop aping on april lavigne to get paid <laughs> right exactly whereas when you end up like in a band like this that's that's incredibly close to and yet still distinct from shit that you and i might enjoy or consider to be a part of our the the world that is directly related to our interests that's always a little bit stranger to me because i'm just like dude like this isn't markedly more popular than what you could be doing if you were just like in an actually good death metal band, right? Like the, the, the disconnect is not worlds apart. This isn't you're, you're the touring guitarist for pink or something, right? right? So right. why do this instead of just doing something actually cool? Because yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, they must like it, right? It gets them paid. Number one, yeah. it gets them paid. Sure. Right. Yeah. And I guess at some level they must like it. I guess. Um, I hate I hate stuff that sounds like this. Me too. This is this this is always what I'm afraid of when somebody asks me what kind of music you listen to. And right. I just by just by sizing them up, I think, okay, they probably are, are hoping to engage in a conversation about like metal or something. Sure. But, you know, I hate being asked that question just you know, because I'm like, fuck, this is what they're gonna talk about. Right. right? Yeah. I had a coworker ask me, "What kind of music? What kind of what kind of heavy metal you listen to?" Because I think I don't. I mentioned it at some point, and, and this person overheard it, and I, I said, "You know, oh, you, you know, just old heavy metal and punk rock and stuff like that." She's like, "You ever heard of five? You know, they're like, you ever heard of Five Finger Death Punch?" I'm like, uh, "Yeah, I've heard of them. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah." yeah. So my my out with that I used to have a really good out until until young white people started uh co-opting and really enjoying this too but my out used to just be uh rap like when somebody that yeah. I, I was clearly trying to engage with me about like punk or hardcore or metal, but probably bizarro universe versions of that stuff. I would just be like, Oh, I just listen to rap, man. I just, yeah, I just like rap. 
And they'd be like, oh, yeah. oh, okay, word. Well, okay, never mind. I thought maybe you liked this kind of stuff. No, nah. no, nah, man, I just like rap. Whereas now I can't do that because then somebody would be like, oh, like XXX Tentacion? <laughs> like, yeah, oh, exactly. oh, like, oh, like Juice like World? So like now I don't even have that out. Now, right. now I think the only acceptable answer is to just be like, I don't really like music. That's that's what I've been saying for years. I don't really listen to a lot of music. Yeah. I don't really care about that much. <laughs> yeah. Whatever's in the radio. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's whatever's whatever's in the radio. That's that is the that's the go to default answer if I find myself in a social function in which I absolutely desperately do not want to engage with people. I just I don't listen to music. I don't watch movies. I don't consume media. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't want to talk about it at all at all. Yeah. So, um, all right, cool. Well, I think this exercise was, uh, it was instructive. <laughs> it was informative. It, it was instructive. I, we learned a couple things. Yeah. I enjoyed it. For sure. Um, I felt like we had some pretty good conversation more than just like, hey, it's rock and roll based hardcore. We really like it. <laughs> right. For um, sure. You know, and uh, we, we, we definitely discovered a couple things, right? We did. And, and I think, and I'm happy that it yielded, um, at least more engaging discussion than wow this is really bad i'm i'm glad it um it sparked it it sparked the exploratory part of our minds you know we we mm -hmm. wanted to we we became little musical archaeologists where we wanted to dig down deep in the sediment and find find out w what the what the path of evolution was for this particular brand of really shitty music yeah yeah and we can come back to this in a little while and uh i, I this is something that uh could I, I could see very quickly sort of just turning into aping, um, you know, heavy, like internet heavy metal. Yeah, sure. And just sort of making fun of it. And that's not really the point. So I don't, I don't know. I don't want to lean into too too often, but I think this was fun and it's definitely worth a, a second look. Yeah, I definitely, I would like to periodically revisit this, not to yeah. not get, not get hung up on it, not come back to it next week or anything, but in a few months, check back in, see what's happening in the, in the, in the nether realm, in the dark, in the dark regions. Yeah, I agree. All right, sick. Well, thanks to everybody who tuned in. I know at least one person because I uh, I posted about this in the Demolition Facebook group and was like, hey, I think Nate and I are about to record this Patreon episode, so you know, keep us in your thoughts or whatever. I know at least one person subscribed just to hear this episode. So shout okay. out, shout out to Dawson who who was interested enough in this that uh, you threw us five bucks a month just to hear this episode. Um, and yeah, thanks to thanks to all our, our all of our subscribers. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you found this as uh, as informative as we did. We'll, uh, we'll catch you on the next one.